welcome church. church. And those who maybe don't attend our church, welcome this morning. Uh, we're excited to get started here in just a couple minutes. So uh, a few things to do before uh, we actually start a service. We usually give a few uh, people a few minutes to get on. One, we will take communion again today as a church family. So if you need to go grab your communion elements, go ahead and do that. We usually do it right after the second song, uh, which is, you know, in, probably in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, maybe a few more minutes. So make sure you uh, go grab your communion elements. And then the two songs we're doing, we did post it last night uh, for you to see. But the two songs are going to be God With Us and What a Beautiful Name. So if you want to grab a different device, one that you're not watching on, and just Google that, those two songs, God With Us, What a Beautiful Name, uh, you'll be able to get those lyrics and then sing along with us. Uh, a lot of you know those songs, but maybe some of, some of you don't, and that's fine. So just grab those. So. All right, yeah, we're just going to take a few minutes and wait for y'all to get joined in. Hi, Jane. Hi, Judy. Hi, Deb. Um, I love this part. It makes me feel like you guys are really here with us. We miss you guys so much. We miss gathering. Um, there's going to be great rejoicing in the house uh, when we come back together. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of quarantine things going on, right? We're in, are we in week three? I don't know. I've lost I have track no of idea. Time. What day is today? This is the third. Week. This is the third. This is the third week yeah. um, that we're in it. So um, funny story. Just because you know we're waiting, we're just giving it a couple minutes. Um, our daughter Anna dances ballet down at Pittsburgh Ballet Theater in Pittsburgh, and she's been home for exactly 21 days. And she's our coffee maker. This girl makes a cup of coffee that is <laughs> no amazing. Doubt. No doubt. I no mean, doubt. it's so good. And so she came home. She started making our coffee. And I went from drinking two cups a day to drinking three cups a day. And like a week and a half in, I was like, Anna, what are you doing to make this coffee taste so good? <laughs> She's like, well, come and I'll show you how I make it. And so, you know, I get a spoon of sugar and then she puts in heavy cream. I'm saying she puts in like a half a cup of heavy <laughs> cream. Right. So fast forward 21 days and I can't button my pants. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding you. I can't button my pants. Like what happened? So like three days ago, I began fasting coffee. No more coffee for me. I'll have tea because in my tea, I just get a splash, splash of, cream. of cream. So that's just a little quarantine reality going on there. <laughs> right. um, and three days of, of fasting Anna's amazing coffee with like half a cup of cream in every cup oh my goodness so what three days i can button my that's all it took was three days of not drinking <clears throat> that's funny you know a cup and a half of cream per day in yeah. my coffee so that's my quarantine challenge in a house with eight children yep. the big challenge was that the coffee was so good that i drank too much of it so i'm not getting the same holy spirit thing no to, to you're fast not fasting coffee, coffee. Yeah. i'm fasting working out actually oh, uh, so again i've decided that at just time for a period of rest in my own body to rejuvenate my joints and my muscles and okay. and just that way when I go back I have more things to work on so I'm not fasting the cream and the coffee. Okay. So all right. I'm doubling down on that. So this is this is hashtag quarantine challenges. <laughs> these are light these are light and fun things. You know, these yeah, are these sure. are fun things. We are so blessed. Sure. Um, we are blessed. I mean there's there's I know each and every one of you are experiencing God's blessings. If you open your eyes and you look, God is so good in the midst of this thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm blessed to have all of my kids under my roof. I'm blessed to right. have, you know, my dining room table full of my family. Um, and there's just so many blessings in the midst of this. There's time, the blessing of time. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't buy time. All the money in the world can't buy you time. 
but we've been blessed with an abundance of time. Time to spend in prayer, time to read the word, time to clean out the basement, time to spend with our kids, um, time. It's true. So it's true. I feel blessed. One of the things, we'll make an announcement later just to remind those if you join in late, but uh, we're actually asking that you send in some testimonies of this time. Yeah. Like what's going on in your life that's just been a testimony that God has just moved mightily. Uh, he's provided something that you weren't expecting. Uh, you know, maybe a relationship that got reconnected that, you know, you were been praying for that actually happened uh, during this time. So if you just want to send those to prayer at ecfchurch.org. We'll kind of filter through those, and maybe next week we'll share one or two, and maybe we'll post, the sh- post it, uh, put it up there. Let us know if you want us to use your name, if you want to remain anonymous. Obviously, you can't be anonymous when you email us, but just let us know. And just maybe put in the title testimony, because we also get prayer requests to that same email yeah. uh, address. So just put testimony in the head- headline, and then send those in to us. Maybe we'll read a couple uh, next week, or maybe throughout the week. Uh, we'll post a couple things uh, yeah. on Facebook or yeah. Instagram letting people know uh, the good things God's doing, even in the midst of these trials and times. So it's good. It's good. Okay, guys, I think we're ready to get started, get ready to start. Let me uh, open up just in a word of prayer. Uh, And I have a scripture verse. Today is Palm Sunday uh, for those who didn't know, but today is Palm Sunday. And if you look in the gospel messages, uh, all, all three of the, all four of them actually talk about Jesus's triumphant entry and, you know, representing Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week. And they almost all say word for word the same thing, which I love because each gospel writer kind of experienced it maybe a little bit different ways. But the way they write, almost all of them write it this way. It says, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So we just want to worship him today. We want to worship our risen king. It's the beginning of Holy Week, the beginning of the the week leading up to Easter and Good Friday, but most of all Resurrection Sunday, which we're so looking forward to uh, just a week from now. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you that you are moving and working. Father, you are moving and working in our lives. And even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it, you are working. We thank you for that. So, Father, we're excited to come into your presence today. Holy Spirit, be with us. Move in every house and every home and every bedroom and every living room and every family room and every finished basement, everywhere, in their cars, wherever they might be, at their workplaces because they have to go to work, Father. Your Spirit will be with them as we worship you. Father, we thank you that lives will be transformed today, that you're just, you will just meet us where we are and take us to a new level today. Yes. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let us worship.
Yeah.
worship you. Worship you. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you.
to read out of the book of Colossians in chapter 1, starting in verse 9. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Church, He, the Father, has conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that every sin is forgiven. The blood of Jesus covers me covers you, covers us all, covers every sin. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Church, preeminent, surpassing all others, greatest, foremost, chief. Jesus is outstanding. He is excellent. He is distinguished. He is preeminent. He is celebrated, illustrious. He is incomparable, unmatched, unequaled, supreme and superior. There is nothing above him. There is nothing added to him. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. And he is the head of this church, this body of believers. We are the church. We don't have to try to be the church. We don't have to perform to be the church. We are the church because of the body and the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. We are reconciled to the Father in Jesus. There's nothing we add to it. We just, we just receive. We just receive. And we live in his kingdom. And we rise up to the calling. We rise up to the calling. For each of our lives, we are called. You are called. This is just echoes from last week. If you are in the kingdom of God, then there is a purpose and a plan for your life. There is a calling. And if you don't know what it is, okay, find it. Find it. Ask him. If you haven't been filled with his Holy Spirit so that you have that presence, that dwelling of power and purpose in your life, then ask him. 
Ask him, get to the book of Acts and read. And ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit. And pray and fast and seek and he will answer you. He will answer you and he will lift you up. He will lift you up. And when Jesus reaches into your life and he lifts you up out of your sin, when the confusion dissipates, when despair goes away, and you are in his presence, when fear, when fear runs, and you are in his presence, all things are made new. All things are made new. And it's in his presence that we are restored and we are equipped and we are sent out to a lost and dying world. We're sent out to our own children and our own home to disciple them and to be a witness and to bear witness of the goodness of God when they are afraid. We become light because he is light. And as we go to his word and as we spend time in his presence, we are filled with all the goodness of God. We're filled with all that he is. He pours out freely to us and he equips us and he he reminds us of the kingdom that we now live in. And he reminds us of the plans and the purposes that we have in it. And he sends us out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you've got your communion elements wherever you are, I just ask that you go ahead and quickly gather those up. We're going to take communion here. My heart has just been burdened for the lost. I just can't imagine how they're even dealing with this situation and nowhere to turn to but the news or to more information and more information to try to get clarity. Yet all it does is bring more confusion and fear. So if you're on this broadcast today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you can do that right now. Right now, before we even take these communion elements, then you can run to your kitchen and grab your communion elements and take it with us. This communion we're doing is the believer's celebration of the Lord's Supper, of His sacrifice on our behalf. And you can do that today, maybe even for the first time. If that's you this morning, I don't know, maybe someone's watching. I just want to lead you quickly in a prayer. I wasn't planning on doing this. Uh, it just kind of has feel like it's something we should do right now. So if that's you, I just want you to just close your eyes with me today. Jesus. And call on that name of Jesus. Jesus. The one who is our Savior. The one who is our Lord. The one who came as a man. Jesus. And died on the cross. And was risen from the grave to wash away all of our sins. Just say this with me. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. And today, this moment, I accept you, Jesus, as my Savior and Lord. For the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. 
And it's in your name I pray. Amen. That was you for the first time. If you've never done that before, just message us on Facebook Messenger or, or put a note on, our, uh, on the Facebook live stream. And we'd love to see that and share in that celebration with you. Because the Bible says that the angels are rejoicing when somebody comes to know him. The angels are rejoicing. There's a party happening in heaven. So I just want you to grab your communion elements. The scripture the Lord gave for me this morning was Isaiah 53. And I find it interesting is everywhere, everywhere I turn, I keep getting led back to Isaiah. Isaiah 49 was a personal word he gave me. Isaiah 51 one morning. Isaiah 53 now. It was Isaiah 55 earlier this week. There's just something going on with Isaiah. If you've never read it, maybe I encourage you to go read it. Uh, but I've been studying it. And Isaiah 53 is, talks about all about what we're about to partake in. It says, surely... Talking about Jesus. This is a foreshadow. This is a prophecy of Jesus coming. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. We are like sheep. That have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. On that cross, on that day, on that good Friday that we're about to celebrate in a few days, he paid the ultimate price for you and for me. His body broken, his blood shed. I want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you're watching this because you just... You're, you know there's more. You know that there's people who have peace and people who don't. And you want to be that person that has peace. If you prayed that prayer, I encourage you to go to the book of John mm. and begin to read about the life of Jesus. Um, over and over, he said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world. Mm. You know, there's so much bad press on Jesus. There's so much bad press on Christians because there's some bad Christians out there. I mean, let's just face it. There are some bad representatives of Christ, people who don't walk in love, who spew hate in the name of, in, in the, name of the Lord. Mm. And I hate that. Mm. And the Lord hates that. Right. He's the God of love. He's the God of love. And he said over and over, um, um, all who come to me, he will in no ways cast out. Sure. He will... It, you don't clean yourself up. You don't get yourself well before you go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, the religious, the religious believers at that time, or the religious uh, elite at that time, condemned Jesus for dining with sinners. And he said, "It's not the, it's not the well who need me. It's the sinners. I've come for the sinners. I've come for those who need saving. That's right. And I needed saving, and you needed saving. And so." Um, I encourage you, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, read his words. He came for us. He came and he died for us because we needed him. Um, it's not the well who need a doctor, it's the sick. And he came. He came for the lowly. He came for the poor. He came for the broken. He came for the sinner. Um, and so he came for you. That's right. So I encourage you to go back through the Gospels and read. And read about his life. And then we come to the table to remember him. So even if you're a church family and you've been walking with the Lord for 25 years or more, for one year, for go back. This is such a good opportunity to just go back and read the words of Jesus. Just this time at home has given us so much time just to read the word. And I encourage you, if that's not how you've been using your time, 
Now's the time. That's right. Now is the time. So that's my encouragement before we take communion this morning. This the sense of communion, this <clears throat> this act of receiving and partaking in this. Uh, it's a time to rejoice. It's a time to reflect. It's also a time to repent. Yeah. Uh, and I think the word repent has gotten a bad name. Uh, but the Bible clearly says, repent for the kingdom of the Lord is at hand. I mean, repent, repent. Uh, and there are things that are in each and every one of our lives, including me, that I need to bring before the Lord this morning. And say, Lord, I repent for that. I turn from that sin. Yeah. Thank you for cleansing me and healing me and making me whole and restoring me again. But we just need to take just a moment. Just, just take 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, time to repent from, to turn from. Something, an idol you've placed in your life ahead of him. Whatever it might be, he'll tell you what it is. Just take a moment to ask him. Father, we come to you with a repentant heart, turning our hearts and our attention to you. What you've done, this body broken, this blood shed for each and every one of us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, we had given thanks. He broke it and he said, take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this time of worship, of communion. Father, as we move into hearing your word and what you have for us and a few announcements, Lord, I just pray that we continue to seek you with our whole hearts, with every bit of our being. We thank you for being with us in this time, in every time. We worship you today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. amen. All right, church. <clears throat> a few announcements for you, I think. Yeah? A couple things we just wanted to share uh, with you. One, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, there is, if you have a testimony uh, of what God has been doing in this time, maybe it's a testimony that you just really feel like you want to share with us, you can do that. Just email it to us at prayer at ecfchurch.org. Uh, we're going to look at those testimonies. Uh, we're kind of planning on maybe sharing a few of those next week or during the week on, on Facebook or Instagram. Not sure quite how to do that just yet or how we're going to use those, but just send those in. We'd love to hear uh, your testimonies and what God has been doing in your life. It just as encourages us mm -hmm. and encourages others when we share our testimony. Uh, so we're, we're overcomers. By the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Amen. So the words of our testimony. So we just encourage you to go do that uh, uh, this week or even today. Right now, if you don't want to forget, just pull up another device and email us your testimony. It would be great. Yeah. Anything else from announcement no, perspective? No, I want to encourage you. Um, I want to encourage you to reach out to one another in ways that you wouldn't normally. Mm, um, I was going through something just yesterday, and I said to Jason, 
man, I just need to talk to Andy. I just need to talk to Andy. And I knew I was going to see Andy this morning. I mean, there's five of us here, you know, and Andy's one of them. And so I was really excited to see Andy because I just needed to talk to him about something. And I, and I just, I mean, it, I just knew, you know, and he encouraged me and he was the, he was the man to talk to. Um, now what I'm encouraging you to do is call that person or reach out and text that person or talk that if I hadn't, if I wasn't going to see Andy today, it would have been a stretch for me. If Jason was like, well, call him, I'd be like, that's weird. You know, like I don't call Andy, but I'm encouraging you to do things. Call Andy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if, phone's ringing right now. <laughs> if, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you, Andy's like, oh boy. Um, if the Holy Spirit is, is prompting, if you're struggling, don't, if you're struggling with something, if you're, I was wrestling with something is what was happening. I was wrestling with something um, and I want, I needed encouragement in a particular area and, um, and I just knew that Andy had the encouragement that I needed. So um, I just encourage you to continue to connect with one another and encourage one another. If you have a word of encouragement for someone, don't hold it back. You know, give it to that person, text it to them. I've texted people who I don't normally text. I've reached out, you know, and I've prayed before I've done it. Lord, let them receive this encouragement in all the love that it was intended, you know? Um, so that's just, my encouragement is just to keep connecting with one another. Um, send out that, those words of encouragement to people, um, even people you wouldn't normally. Yeah connect in that way with. Just ask the Lord, man. He puts people on your heart. He does. That's what he does. He puts people on your heart and that's who he wants you to go reach out to, usually for a reason. We were talking to somebody recently. I don't remember who it was, but they said that there was a woman who just felt the need to call somebody and she reached out and called that person. That person was just about to commit suicide. Jeremy Gall was oh, sheriff. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know that person was was played. Maybe it was even a phone number given. That's Holy I mean, Spirit gave her a phone. Yeah, number. Yeah, wow. But you know, if there's someone that God puts on your heart to reach out to, there's a reason He's there doing is. that. There's a reason that they need to hear from you, or maybe you need to hear from them. Right. You know, right. and you don't know. But I would right. just encourage you to go with those leadings yeah. uh, as the Holy Spirit leads you. And I know we said I think last week that you know we talked about seats, family worship a lot. Uh, I noticed something, or we noticed something that tonight on their Facebook page, they have a live service for kids. So if you've got kids in your house and you're looking to get some energy out, I know they can run around and play outside. The weather, I think, is still pretty nice today. But at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe it is, uh, there's a actual kids service. They do worship songs, much like the one we posted where there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a girl on there who does the motions so kids can follow along with the motions. There's a short teaching. I watched a little bit of one last night from last week before we promoted it, make sure it was, it was cool what it was. Uh, and so they're doing It's just like 26, 27 minutes. And just gets the kids engaged. Mm -hmm. So gather your kids around. Something very age appropriate yeah. for them. Not that they're not watching here too, but right. it's you know something age appropriate that they can do. Another thing I'm thinking. So um, all week long, I want you guys to know that we're at home and we are seeking the Lord. Like, how can we encourage the church? How can we encourage the body of believers? Um, and you know, we're at home. Uh, just like everybody, you know, and we are taking care of our family and we're seeking the Lord. Um, and now is like this great time for fasting that yeah. I have found. Like mm -hmm. what, what is, if you've ever sat and said, gosh, I would really love to do a fast, but, you know, but, you know, mine for a long time was, but I'm pregnant <laughs> or nursing. <laughs> and um, I was sharing with Chris Kidder a while ago how excited I was to be 
entering a new season in my life where fasting could become mm. something that I was able to participate in. And I, I don't just do it. I don't do it because it's a good idea or because it's my idea. I definitely am prayerful and led by the Holy Spirit. That is always, always the thing. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But I encourage you to pray. And in your prayer, life, ask the Lord, like, is this a time where, where I need to fast something? I said I'm fasting coffee, and I am. I made a joke about it, like it was because my pants were getting too small, and that is true, <clears throat> but that's not what prompted it. Mm. It's not what prompted it. Um, what prompted it was I was looking forward to that coffee each day like a, like a, just a source of joy, like, oh, it's coffee time, oh, it's coffee, and it just was too much. Mm. Like I felt it inside of me. I was like, no, coffee, you need to step down no matter how good you are. Um, how much cream is in there? Well, um, I know it can be funny, but I'll tell you yesterday he was having his coffee and I was mad. Like it was hard for me yesterday. It was cold outside and we'd been outside and oh, you want to come in and have that cup of coffee. No, I had to I come wasn't in. I in front of you. Like, yeah, well, you sure oh, were. Oh. Yeah, you sure were. But that's okay. You do your thing because that moment, that hard moment, you know, that ideal coffee moment. Jane Carter, I know you feel this, right? Uh, There's just these ideal coffee moments. I felt the pain of that mm. and immediately had to turn to the Lord and not let my mood go south and not snap at my kids and not mm. like let my day go south because I couldn't have that little comfort that I wanted. Um, this is a very small example, yeah, but I encourage right. you to take this that's time right. if fasting even a day or whatever yeah. the fat, like whatever the Holy Spirit leads you in, this is a great time for that yeah. because you don't have to get dressed in the morning. Like you can fast. Some and, people still are working. Well, or some people are working online. <laughs> they don't have to get dressed from the waist up, right? For that Zoom call. <laughs> for that Zoom call. Um, yeah. I just want to encourage you. Now's the time. Press into his presence, whether that be through worship, Seeds family worship, mm. um, devotion time as a family, um, which you're so good about doing that with the kids every night before bed. Mm. Um, Maggie's calling it now. She's going, it's time for worship. It's time for worship. Well, yeah, now we're doing worship. it. Now we're doing it in the morning because they're all there and Maggie's participating and it's really, and I, I posted the video on the church Facebook because he wanted me to. It was adorable, right? Maggie May has been asking for Miss Coolman. Miss Coolman. Because one day she wouldn't take a nap. And so I let her sit on my lap while I was reading right. my Catherine Coolman, God Can Do It Again. So I started reading it out loud to her. He came in and started listening, right? He started listening. He fell asleep listening to me read Miss Coolman. And so ever since then, that's all she wants to do is sit on my lap and for me to read Miss Coolman. So that's just awesome. That just made me so excited. So there's just so much opportunity um, for the Holy Spirit to lead and for our walk with the Lord to grow deeper. Um, and f to just give him space to um, lead us in a deeper walk with him. Now is the time. Amen. Now is the time. Amen. So. Amen. Well, <clears throat> I just want to talk briefly uh, just about offering. You know, we make it part of every service that we have. Uh, but a few things before I do that. I just, if you have a need, I know we use this email, prayer at ecfchurch.org. If you've got a prayer request, we ask that you send that in there as well, as well as those testimonies I was talking about. If you've got a need uh, and you just, you just need to reach out to the church, so we need to contact you, or if you uh, have a financial need, whatever the need might be, I don't know what it is. And we won't know unless That's you tell us. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. You guys need to tell us. If so, you know of someone who has a need, yeah. please let us know. Right. Because and there, we've got people in our church asking, like, 
like has anybody told you that mm -hmm. you know of somebody that has a need or you know of somebody that we can pray for that who has this virus and I'm just like no I don't know anybody at the moment <laughs> like and so I'm asking the Lord to show me and I've got a few names of people uh, that I already know that the spirit has told me so I'll probably reach out to you however but if you do have a need like just let us know like reach out to us yeah. and tell us uh, we want to be able to try to meet that need in, in, if we can. You know, I just can't say we meet every need, but we will, we will try. Sure. Uh, and so there's a lot of ways to give. I've said this in the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, you can, if you have some of these at home, you could just send them in. Or you could just put your check uh, in an envelope and send it to the church address. We do have people coming in periodically throughout the week uh, that will be able to receive uh, receive that mail. Uh, you can call us if you have direct debit. You can get that set up uh, with somebody here, Tammy or Janie or somebody. You can give on through our website. You just have to click on the give button there and then set it up and then the reoccurring is pretty easy. Or you could text the 84321. So you just put a dollar amount in and then to the number 84321. And once you do it the first time, you get it set up and then you can do it. And I just appreciate everybody who's been giving during this time. It's been helpful to us as a church. Uh, so we just appreciate everyone who's continuing to give. Uh, so I just have a quick scripture I want to read. Hold on, I'm not ready yet. Put that right there. <laughs> First Chronicles twenty nine twelve says, "Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all." I mean, everything comes from him, and he reigns over all. In your hand is power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. So let me just pray over our offering today. Father, thank you that you are the God of multiplication. Thank you that you are our provider. Father, thank you, Lord, that both riches and honor come from you and that you reign over it all. Father, thank you that your hand is mighty and powerful. Yes. Father, and that your hand is moving on our behalf thank and in our God. finances and in our lives and our thank relationships you, and everywhere that we go. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now. Ushers. I need usher training. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to try to transition here uh, into the message this week. Of course, today is Palm Sunday, uh, the beginning of Holy Week. Uh, and there's just some things that we've been doing as a series. We've been doing Jesus Is. And we started two weeks. This is the third week, actually, of this series. And it was Jesus Is Healer. Jesus Is Love, which was last week talking about perfect love and how it casts out fear. And then today, I really felt led to talk about Jesus Is Provider. Jesus is provider. And it's not necessarily about money. And I'm not talking about money, although that's is a part of it. And what I'm talking, what I just felt the sense is that as Jesus made his way to this earth and made his way to the cross and spent time coming into the city of Jerusalem and having this Palm Sunday, what he was doing was paving the way to be our provider for everything that we need, most importantly, the relationship that we can have with God the Father. He paved that way. He made that avenue available. Jesus is provider. Yes. He is the provider. And I want to look at a portion of scripture, uh, if you want to turn with me, uh, to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. And I want to talk about the loaves and the fish. And the Lord, I, I've preached on this, I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago, but the Lord keeps continuing. Every time I read it, I feel like he gives something different or something new or some, another insight into what this means and how we can look at this and see how Jesus really is our provider and that he really is the one in which all of this multiplication of provision 
actually comes through. And I don't want you to be thinking only about money in this case or only about the loaves of fish, but everything that you have in your life, that he is the multiplier and provider of the love that you need to love your kids, of of the strength that you need to make it through another day at work, for the peace that you need to get through the coronavirus situation and stuff that's going on. All this stuff, he is everything that we need. And I will start in Matthew 14, verse 13. Verse 13. It says, when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to the deserted place by himself. So stop right there. So heard what? What did he hear? He actually heard that John the Baptist was beheaded. This is what Jesus heard. And think about it. That here he is as a man, fully man, fully God, on earth, saying, oh my gosh, you know, my, you know, my, actually, my cousin, really, right? So my cousin has just been killed. And the grief that he must have felt, the pain that he must have felt on the inside. When we lose a loved one, I think about all those people who are out there who are losing loved ones during this time. Not even because of Corona, but just losing loved ones in general and the pain that they felt. And what Jesus did is he departed there by boat to a deserted place. He went and he went to be by himself. And the first thing I want us to notice here is that Jesus has experienced everything you're experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. Everything you're experiencing today, every struggle, every pain, every issue, every challenge, every temptation, he has experienced all of it when he was here. And then it says this, but when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. Look at this. This is at the end of verse 14. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Now, this story is in all four of the Gospels, the the feeding of the 5,000, feeding of the 4,000, I believe, is in three of the four Gospels. I can't remember totally. But this miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000, look what it, so the multitudes heard that John the Baptist was killed. And what did they do? What did Jesus do? He went to be alone to get with his father. This is what Jesus did. So he is our model and our example. What did the people do? They went to find Jesus because they're like, I don't know what to do with this. I have no idea. Oh my gosh, this prophet who was proclaiming you were coming. Now he's dead and we're not sure what to do. And John the Baptist had disciples. And what did they do? It says, and when they heard it, they followed him on. They went to find Jesus. All these people ran to Jesus. Why? Because they know that Jesus is love. They know that Jesus is healer. They know that Jesus was the provider. And what did he have? He had compassion on them. He had compassion on them. He loved them. And he brought healing to each and every one of them. Next verse, verse 15. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place. The hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the village and buy themselves some food. So it, it talks about in different passages within this, it says that the, there was the apostles uh, uh, versus disciples. And I'm assuming that they meant the 12 of them came. They have already seen miracles. They already know that Jesus can do miracles. And in the natural, they were looking at this large crowd, which says there was 5,000 people, 5,000 men. And so the estimates are probably 20,000 people were there. Okay. And they're looking at all these people going, it's late. They got to eat. It's time to go get food. Just send them away. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. They came to me. They came to me to be fed. Not in the sense of physical food, but they came to me to be fed, for, to be their provider for everything that they need. So verse 16 says this. I love this. But Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. He's just like, he turns to his apostles, just like, okay, well, you guys handle this. You give them something to eat. And I love the way Jesus works. Like, one, he, he, he knew, you know, what was going on. He understood the situation. I also believe that 
the actual apostles, as Jesus was there with them, had the power to begin praying over and multiplying and seeing Jesus and the power of God move through it. But they didn't. What they did is they're like, hey, next verse. And they said to him, hey, there's only five loaves and two fish. They're like, they are looking, as we all do, right? We all do that. We look at the natural circumstance. We look at our checking account. We look at our relationships. We look here, we look there. We look at everywhere, and we only see what we see. And what Jesus was trying to get his disciples, his apostles, and all of us to see through the writing of this is to take our eyes off the situation. Take our eyes off the circumstance. Yeah, there's five loaves and two two fish. What are you going to do with that to feed 20,000 people? And Jesus was like, take your eyes off of that. And so what does he say next? He says, he says, bring them here to me. So he's like, all right, just bring them to me. Bring me the loaves, bring me the fish, and let me show you how this is done because he is our provider. And then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. So he basically said in one of the, I don't know if it's Mark, uh, he, Mark was very detailed and Luke was very detailed in his writing too. He said in 50s and 100. So if you think about this, they're now splitting up into groups of 50. Let's just call it 50 or 100, let's say 50. So 20,000 people are going through in, in, in these groups of 50. And he's got these 12 disciples, he's got these loaves and these fish. And watch what he ends up doing next. So he took the five loaves and the two fish, and look at this, and looking up to heaven. Jesus turns his eyes to heaven. Mm-hmm. He turns his eyes to God the Father. <laughs> and he says, look, hey, this is what I have. What each and every one of us needs to do. Turning our eyes to the Lord. Saying, this is what I have. Father, take what I have. I'm bringing it all to you. All my loaves, all my fishes, all my strength, all my energy, all my love. Everything that I have, I'm just bringing it to you. Lord, you be the one that multiplies. You be the one that provides for every need. You be the one that does all of the difficult, hard-lifting work. And all I'm required to do is bring to you what I have. And here's what he does. He looks to heaven. I love that. He looks then. He, Jesus, who is the one who paves the way to God the Father, he is looking up to As our eyes are on Jesus, his eyes are on the Father. I love this. It says, and he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples. He blessed it. First thing he did was he blessed it. God, do what only you can do. I'm going to bless this. And look what he did next. He broke it. He actually took the loaves and began to multiply. He took one piece And made it into two. Mm -hmm. So that miracle started with Jesus' faith to say, you know what? We're going to multiply this bread. He broke it. And then what did he do next? He gave it. He gave it to his disciples to continue to walk in faith for that multiplication. And isn't that a great foreshadowing of what he did on the cross? What he did on the cross. Blessed by God, he was broken and then he gave his life for you and for me. He gave that life, this holy week, this time of uh, Palm Sunday and going into Good Friday. And then it looks at the, at the next part of this verse. It says, and the disciples gave to the multitude. So now the disciples are like, all right, let's do this. Let's just start seeing Jesus is our provider. We're trusting in him. And so verse 20 says, and they all ate and were filled. Ah, they were filled. So you're thinking like, I don't know, like I just imagine the situation happening and the basket's coming to you next and you're looking at it and you're just like, well, you know, maybe I'll just take a little bit out of it. Maybe I'll just take a little bit out of it. No, it says they ate and they were filled. They weren't rationing it off. They weren't saying, no, what Jesus provides for you and for me is more than enough. Everything that you need for the situation that you're in, when you turn your hearts and your eyes to him. I love, and just for me, this miracle as it was happening, 
And I just keep sensing of, you know, when Jesus prayed uh, over, this, over these loaves and these fish, when he broke it, I don't believe that, I think it would have said it somewhere in one of the Gospels, that a mound, this huge mound of fish and loaves just showed up. Boom! All of a sudden, like the entire, imagine how much loaves it would take to feed 20,000 people. Or how many fish? So that they would be filled. Right. Not a little bit, to be filled. So it wasn't like he prayed it, then all of a sudden looked behind him and said, Hey, look at all the loaves and fish that appeared. No, the miracle was in the process. The miracle was each person taking that basket and passing it to the next one and eating until they were filled, and then passing it again and taking what they need and passing. So the actual miracle of multiplication, the miracle of Jesus' provision happens in the process. It doesn't always happen all at once. You say, Jesus, I need this bill paid. And you look at your bank account and the money doesn't automatically show up from some random source you want. But as you continue to walk in faith, as you believe in faith, as you speak in faith, God continues to make ways and provide for everything that you need because Jesus is our provider. So as a, as a mathematician or as an engineer, I started doing some math. I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. How quickly could we actually have fed 20,000 people? Like, I mean, because it said it was late. It said it was dessert. Like, did this happen? And like, what happened? So I started doing the math. I'm like, so if they fed everybody in like two hours and every person had the basket and they started with 12, how fast? How? And if you do the math, each person has a couple seconds with the basket. And they could have been fed in like an hour or two. So each person grabbed what they needed, like 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, and they passed it. And it kept going. And this miracle continued to occur for at least an hour or probably two, depending on how many baskets. It doesn't say how many baskets they had. But what it does say next is that they came back with 12 baskets full of leftovers. They came actually back with leftovers. So in, in my mind, as I'm watching this whole thing, I feel like faith is rising like by the second. Like they're passing it, they're passing it. And these groups of 50 that are all, there's 33 groups of 50, if, you know, as, 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 they're, as they're passing these things out. Or each disciple had 33 groups of 50 that they had to uh, uh, go after. So think about that. Mm-hmm. 33 groups, each disciple or apostle was passing. And they start, I would think there was like excitement there. Like people were going, oh my gosh, look at yeah. this. Oh my gosh, it's still going. Everything that we need, everything that we need is here. It says at the end of that verse, and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. And I love that it was one basket for each apostle. It was just like, you know what? Each one of you, I'm going to show that each group that you went and fed, there is leftovers available for each and every one of us. And in verse 21, it says this, and those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. That's how we get, you know, to that larger number of say about 20,000 people. You know, this is, and I just want to encourage you, turn to Jesus. Jesus is provider. He is our provider in every way, shape, or form. And again, I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about in every situation, every part of your life. You know, we, we talk about a lot that Jesus is our Savior. We pray that Savior prayer. But also, guess what, guys? Jesus needs to be Lord of our life, Lord of every area. And when he's Lord of every area of your life, including finance and relationships, then you place him in that position of lordship over that and you give him the, that authority in that area right. and you then submit to him in that area and then obey. If he says, keep passing the bread, you keep passing the bread. If he says, give, you give. If he says, call someone, you call someone. And Jesus is beginning to do that work. Uh, in your life. And I just really felt like as we took communion, he was blessed, broken, and given. 
And Jesus is our provider, and we just need to trust in him for everything. This week, every week, this situation, every situation that we might have. As you're talking about this, I'm reminded of, um, we were living in a mobile home, Mm. right? And we had left the job at GE, and so our income had gone from many figures down to about one year, I think it was $16,000 we made in that one year. And during that time, I feel like we had five, probably five or six kids, and I would go to the grocery store, mm. and the word of the Lord to me was, don't worry about money. And I always right. be like, Lord, what does that mean? I mean, like, go to the, you know, just fill up the cart with steaks. You know, like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Don't worry about money. And, um, and as I would, I mean, literally, I learned this lesson at the grocery store. So, hey, Joyce Meyer, you know, me and her, we're learning lessons at the grocery store. Um, I'd walk through the grocery store, and I'd come to the grapes. You know, organic grapes, just $5.99 for a package, or non-organic grapes, 99 cents a pound. Mm. And in that moment, the Lord was like, what would you normally buy? Well, I would normally buy the organic grapes. And so I would buy the organic grapes. Avocados, I don't buy organic avocados. I can just buy the regular. So I have my list of what I buy organic, what I don't. And what he meant was live as you, as you have been living, I can provide and I will provide. And so that's what I began to do. I wasn't filling the cart full of steaks even when we were at GE because it's just not how we grocery shop, right? So, um... It was a lesson, and we never, mm. we never lacked, mm. ever. We never yeah. lacked for food. Amen. He provided. We needed a refrigerator once. Oh, man. We needed a refrigerator <laughs> once so badly. We had so many people in the house, and the fridge was literally, like, falling apart yeah. on the inside to hold all the food that we And it was needed. like a mini fridge. It, it was, was like, so you know, small. not even a normal size yes. fridge. It was so small. And we had gotten into the mentality of survival. Mm. Right? Like, okay, we can do this. God has called us here. We're, we're going to hunker down. We're going to suffer for God, you know, <laughs> with our fridge. Mm. And so we had been living with that fridge for a pretty long time. Mm. And um, we came to church one Sunday, and there was a group of women here who were selling purses that were oh, made yeah, by yeah. women coming out of slavery and, you know, support these women by buying purses. And at that time, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of money for shopping. I didn't mm. shop very often. Um, but especially I always, for purses. especially for purses, right? But I'd always <laughs> squirrel away a little money here or there whenever I could steal it out of his wallet and squirrel it away. Um, it wasn't really stealing so much. It was just, you know, informed borrowing, borrowing from... <laughs> informed theft. Right. Um, so I, I felt led to buy this purse. I bought mm. this purse. It was $50. That was like, it was so much money for me mm, to spend mm, on mm. something non-essential. I can do the grapes. Those are for my kids. I don't want to eat in chemicals like that one I could do. This was by this purse. And I mean, I was out in this lobby of the sanctuary, for, mm. lobby of the church forever debating whether or not to buy mm. this purse. I finally buy the purse. I'm like, okay, I love this purse. As soon as I buy it, I am in ownership of this purse like for seconds. like <clears throat> a minute and a half before <clears throat> the Lord says to me that that's not your purse. I'm just like, what? That's not your purse. And he told me immediately who to give it to. Mm. And I just Come on. stood there. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Do you know how hard it was for me to even buy this purse in the first place? And now you're telling me that I'm not even allowed to keep the purse? So I didn't, I didn't do it right away. I wrestled and mm. I fought with the Lord mm. for a good like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I even went out to the car with the purse. And I get in the car and I'm Maybe sitting, if I get in the car. <laughs> I'm sitting in the car with this purse. And he looks at me. He's like, what's wrong? I'm just like... Tears just filled my eyes. Like, this isn't my purse. He's like, what? 
Where'd the purse come from? And whose is it? It's like, I bought it. He's like, why isn't it yours? I said, because God said it's not mine. I gotta go. And out the car I go, right? I slam the door. And I go and I find the person. And I hand her the purse. I was like, this purse is for you. This purse isn't mine. This purse isn't mine. And as soon as I decided in my heart, this purse isn't mine, then that was it. It was over. I decided, but it just took me a little while to get there. Um, and I gave her the purse with tears in my eyes. Mm. Um, I was like, this purse is for you. And I went home and I was in peace. So I had the struggle, but once I had made the decision in my heart and once the truth got into my heart of this purse isn't mine, mm. once that truth was real to me, then it was, the giving was easy. Once I got there, we went home. I didn't think anything else about the purse. It didn't plague me. It didn't bother me. Nothing. Tuesday, mm. I get a phone call from a friend. Hey, Liz, I have a friend who's moving, and she has a brand new <laughs> side-by-side fridge. It's huge. It's got the ice and all the stuff, and she just wants to give it away. And she wanted to know if I knew anybody. Do you know of anybody who needs one? Um, she's like, I thought of you. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, girl, I need a, I need a fridge. Yep. And so what the Lord spoke, I mean, I just began bawling. Mm. I'm pretty sure, now I'm not positive, she'll have to confirm this, that the, the woman who I gave the purse to happened to be visiting with her kids at my house that day. It's possible. Yeah, Someone was visiting at our house that day, and I'm thinking it might remember. have been her. Yeah. Um, and the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, when you live with an open hand, mm. you can receive and mm. you can give. Mm. And he will fill my hand with all that I need. Yeah. And sometimes, it, sometimes that's been a purse. Sometimes the Lord has just blessed me with just little things that weren't needed, but he just knew that they were just going to speak and love to me, that they were going to communicate and show his love for me. Um, but open hand and faith are the two things I learned that Tuesday. Just trust him. Trust him with what little you have. And if he says to buy the purse, don't fight with him. Buy the purse. And then yeah. when he says to give the purse, give the purse. Right. Like give it and, right. and get to that decision really quick. This doesn't even belong. This isn't mine. This doesn't belong to me. That's right. um, and that always helps me to give. When yeah. I have money, he's a more natural giver than I am. I mean, let's just be honest because I, I'm out there, right? I, I'm a constant confessor. It's easier for him to be generous than it is for me with money. Um, and I've grown by leaps and bounds. So under his, under his leadership, right? Um, but you can't outgive God. No. You can't outgive God. Yeah. And sometimes he'll leave a tip like 45%. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, she wasn't even that good of a waitress, you know? But um, you can't outgive God. No. And so trusting him with what, what we have, we look, and I, I mean, I saw little. I don't have enough money to spend fifty dollars. Just like this, the story we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't despise the little you have. Mm. You know, Jesus didn't despise mm. that it was such a little bit. That's right. The apostles, I think, did. Yeah, they're like, this is this is all. Work. This is what we, <clears throat> what, what, look, look at this. It's just fish and bread. It's not enough. Right. And there's like a despising there. Mm. But Jesus, look, he blessed it. Mm. So I encourage you, bless. Mm. Speak the blessing of mm. heaven over what you do have. Mm. Over what you do mm. have, mm. and then surrender it to, to the Lord right. and just dis, like disperse it as he tells you to. Amen. So sometimes um, I was saying you're a better giver than I, sometimes when I'm holding offering or when I'm going to give, I have to make that decision. This doesn't even belong to me. That's right. That's cause that's the big, that's yeah. the big thing that holds me back. <laughs> like, yeah. This is mine. Right. 
this doesn't even belong to me, Lord. What do you want me to do with it? It makes it easy to give when I recognize and I acknowledge this doesn't even belong right. to me. Right. And then he can bless it, multiply it, mm. you know, and then lead me in giving it. And he can also fill and fulfill my needs right. and then just add a little extra on top because <clears throat> he's right. good and right. he does that. Well, I think of the, I think of the boy in the story yeah. who had the five loaves. Like he gave all of it. He's, he wasn't like, Hey, you know what? Time out. Let me just take at least one loaf and one of the fish. You go multiply Maybe. four and one. Did. I didn't say he did that, but <laughs> what, what it did say is that everybody ate and was full yeah. and they all had the, what they needed. So Jesus was the provider. And so I think that young boy trusted yeah. and said, you know what? I trust in this. I've seen what Jesus can yeah. do. I've seen, I've heard the testimonies. I've seen the miracles. It said he, he had compassion. He healed them, yeah. which means this is post seeing a bunch of healing. Mm -hmm. And so here are the apostles who are close to Jesus. Like, well, yeah. how's this going to work? Yeah. The boy's just like, here, let's take this and let's do it. So I let's wonder if the, if the 12, if the baskets of leftovers went back to the boy and he yeah. ended up yeah, maybe. with much, much more <clears throat> than, he had than what he had given in the beginning could be i haven't i, haven't, I don't know speculation it doesn't say but guys i just want to i want to pray with you as we close uh because i know each and every one of us needs to make uh jesus as lord in our life yeah. whether it be finances <clears throat> whether it be relationships whether whatever it might be uh we need to understand and recognize that jesus is the provider mm -hmm. he is a provider for all of he paved the way at the cross mm -hmm. what we're looking at this holy week what we are celebrating on good friday and then what we are celebrating on easter sunday as he rose from the grave as he defeated death mm -hmm. and took all of our sins paid all of the price for everything he made a way he is our ultimate provider for everything. So if you have a need in your life, I just want you to raise your hand where you're at. Obviously, I can't see your hand. Uh, you know, you can put, you can message us on Facebook or something, but I just want to encourage you just put your hand up right now and the Lord sees your hands. Yeah. Holy Spirit sees your hands. He knows who has a hand raised, who just needs to put their trust in some area in their mm -hmm. life as Jesus being the provider. And I want to encourage you making Jesus Lord over every area of your life. It's something we each have to do. Mm day after day and there's areas in each of our lives where we've taken over we've taken control for what I usually out of fear um, and so just re-acknowledging Lord you know I lay this down again I lay this down again and I make you Lord and then I think of the wedding at Cana you know where Mary said do what he tells you to do Amen. so we surrender we surrender it to Jesus because he's trust he is worthy of our trust he is trustworthy. He has proved himself mm. over and over and over again. Mm. He, you can trust him with your finances. You can trust him with your children and their safety. <clears throat> you do not have to live in fear. No. You can trust him. Mm. Um, and, and so making him Lord is trusting him mm. and offering again and again and again those things mm. into his care no. instead of trying to hold on to it for our own selves. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the price that he paid, the provider of everything that we need, most importantly, that relationship with you. He bridged that amazing gap that we can have a direct personal relationship with you. Father, we just thank you for it. And Father, each person has their hand raised. Father, we just ask now that you begin to meet the need in their life. We ask in the name of Jesus that all needs are met that you are the ultimate provider. And that, Father, we just say the name of Jesus. We speak that name, the powerful, mighty, beautiful name of Jesus over every situation. If that's you this morning out there, and you just, I just encourage you just to use the name of Jesus now, to speak to the situation, to say, I'm turning this over to you, Lord. 
I'm making you Lord of my life in every area, whatever area specifically you're raising your hand for. Maybe it's healing, maybe it's finances, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's the uncertainty in the job market, unemployment, whatever it is. We're giving it all to you this morning. All of our loaves, all of our fish, we're giving it to you. And Father, meet each person right where they're at. Work in their situation. Work in their situation. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. Well, I have just a little benediction to read out of 1 Peter 5 as we close. And so thank you for joining us today. Again, remember sending your testimonies and your prayer requests uh, so we can get them and distribute them to the right people. Uh, and then encourage you to, as a family, maybe do the kids' uh, Seeds Family Worship tonight at 7 p.m. on their Facebook Live site. Uh, what's that? Oh, there's a, 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 a Erie First Assembly. Uh, there's a Good Friday, I believe it's like a drive-through drive service. We were going to participate with them originally in doing a combined kind of Good Friday service. I think Sydney was going to be on the worship team up there, and I don't know, I'm not sure we were going to do anything at the moment, but obviously that got changed, so uh, Nicole reached out to us. Uh, this week and so they're kind of doing a parking lot service where you just drive through uh, you get some communion in a bag with people who have gloves on it's all been prepared in those little pre-packets um, and then you drive through and I think somebody will pray with you if you have a prayer request you can give it I think it's just a short thing between 6 and 8 p.m. at Erie First on Oliver Road so check that out, uh, so check it out if you're interested in going uh, it'd be great. I encourage you to do that. Uh, but, you know, be led by the Lord yeah. and be led by the Spirit uh, as, he, as He leads and directs you this week. And I encourage you, as we talked about this week, maybe God's telling you to begin fasting something. Maybe you just need to take communion every day this week. Yeah. I don't know what it is that God's speaking to you, and I'm not going to tell you what to do, but ask the Lord, what does He want you to go do this week? And if you do what He says, there is blessing. <clears throat> He's Amen. leading you in the ways of life. Amen. Amen. All right, First Peter 5, 10. And after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Let me say it again. He will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, it's great hanging out with you guys today. We'll see you back here uh, next week for Easter Sunday. I don't know if we'll do something a little bit differently. Uh, we're not Stay sure. Stay tuned to Stay Facebook tuned. and Instagram yeah, we'll let you to know, know if what, anything we're, changes. what we're up to. Or we might just do it just like this, whatever the Lord leads. Yeah. We're going to be obedient to that. All right, love you guys. Have a great week and be blessed.